Hello, and welcome to the Zone of Hot Truth podcast by three aspiring DMs, where we talk about our opinions, takes, and general going-ons in the TTRPG scene. I'm your host, Eric. I'm John, and if I don't get this Holy Avenger, I quit. I'm Grant. I got nothing. No, Grant, that's fine. That is a that- plus two magic item uh, you get what you uh, introduction right there. <laughs> you will take your stat-only item and like it. As long as it doesn't today, we're talking about artifacts and powerful magic items. I should have used a voice modulator or something, but yeah, we're gone. So what makes an artifact interesting or a powerful magic item interesting? We're not talking about the run of the mills. Congratulations, you killed a lieutenant. Take your plus one silvered weapon so that way you can finally uh, do damage to the boss. We're talking about the, the good stuff, the drip, the what is in what we why we Go on the quest to slay a dragon. What makes them interesting, John? Uh, I think that depends a lot on your players. What what makes them, in my experience, what makes them interesting is something that fills in a a gap. Like if you have no rogue in your party and a skeleton key that unlocks a door, but it cackles loudly. The players eat that shit up because it's uh it's a a tool at a cost or something that feeds into the fantasy of their character the the wizard getting the uh, like a staff of power is awesome because it's like oh man I am now the the big master archmage Grant is that does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, I that makes sense to me. I think another thing that John didn't mention that I think can also uh, go a long way in making the artifacts and the items you give out to your players more interesting or more meaningful is also having a little bit of mystery every once in a while. You don't want to do it for every item because then it just gets boring and they never know what they have or if they have something. But every once in a while, I think um, you kind of want the item to like have a bunch of, like, hidden properties or uses. You don't always want to spoon-feed them everything. And I'm not talking about just make them cast Identify. Oh, I'm but I have about, Identify like, prepared. I'm talking about something, like, that is magically enchanted in such a way that I- Identify spells or basic magic won't actually work. Well, Identify like, tells me all of the properties. Trial and error and experimentation. Well, as the DM, you can occasionally hand-wave some stuff. And I think... I cast this ritual. To... I cast Legend more. Yeah, they can do it. Okay, well, Legend Lore is a super high-level spell at a level where <laughs> players... Most games don't actually get to the point where Legend Lore is a thing. I I had to answer four Legend Lores in a row in a game before. It's not that Ooh. uncommon. But anyway, I, I think, like, trying to put some mystery behind the item. I think that can also, like, inca- like capture uh, interest from players. From, from certain players, at least. I think a fun magic item or a fun powerful artifact tells the party no. Tells them, nah, I'm not really going to help you right now. Because that's so, the party is so not used. I mean, we're t- again, we're talking power fantasy RPGs like 5e here. It, the party saying, the item saying, no thank you. I, I understand you're wielding me. I'm not going to give you my power. Not today. That's cool. Why did, you, why did you have it? Like, why do I have it? Why is, what is the purpose? Now suddenly it's like, it, it's a personality, it has character. It has some character. It also has a, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can't, you, you can't tell the party no in an asshole way, in the slightest. Because the minute the party has decided, 
That weapon is against that us. That motherfucker's getting sold for 8 million gold. Instantly. But a, no, I'm not sure if you're worthy. Or, no, why should I? Is far more interesting than we flipped through the DMG and you have, uh, you have, it, it's, it's time for your plus two allotment. It can cast a basic, if you're a, a melee character, you're getting spells because that's all we can do here. Or spell like a fa- like. Or your cloak of magic missile. You can cast magic missile seven times a day. Ooh. I mean, our party could do that because there's only going to be one fight. So that's, that's where I would ask. I, I almost think too, a good magic item or good, a good powerful magic item. We're not talking, again, not talking about run of the mill stuff. We're talking about like some epic stuff. Uh, I think it should break the game in some way. Uh, in some way where it just radically changes the status quo of how the world is. I'm a big fan of giving parties vorpal swords. Because I, I, I do think it's super memorable. There's something about a, a weapon that just really changes the game. I gave my Gish fighter a vorpal glaive and he almost didn't use it. In fact, In fact... Because he's a gish, meaning half a wizard with a melee-focused build. A wizard who wants to gimp themselves from not using the broken spells. I he's more sure like to use his action, action uh, fireball action surge fireball worked out very well. There. So uh, the the thing about it was he was this gish that was using the. Uh, the attacks as the backup, well, the equivalent of cantrips, but, and I saw that as a weakness and wanted to improve his, like, his ability to attack with it, but he ended up not really liking that, and, like, all, per, the second that he got, uh, I, I gave him, once he was not happy with that, I gave him uh, Staff of the Four Seasons from Griffin Saddlebag. And he ate that shit up because it's a staff of here's all these spells. So what else is you mentioned that you were trying to bo- boost his weakness. I wonder if a, the best artifacts don't do that. Instead, the best artifacts make their strengths even better, but their weaknesses even worse. Again, I I, I feel like there's some te- artifacts should have tension. I mean, otherwise, grafting the hand of Vecna on your your body should. Give you some really powerful strength, but again, some, maybe maybe the narr- the the downside is only narrative. But still, even having an RP downside. Yeah, I think negatives can definitely be interesting, and there's something that can be fun to explore. I think you just have to be careful not to make it too too bad. Because I mean that the less bad it is, the less interesting it is. But the worse the downside is, the less likely the players are to ever even engage with it because they don't want to die. They don't want to have some, like, horrible thing happen to them that, like, in their mind, nerfs their character or takes their character out of the story. And then suddenly this really cool custom item you spent an hour coming up with, rules, implications, descriptions, is now never used because the player's like, oh, I don't want a 5% chance of death, and just gets thrown away. And nothing feels worse than giving the player that cool item and them going, oh, okay, and then it goes in the stack. No, that's that's the worst feeling. Is there a, is there? A, I, that might be on the players though. 
Honestly, I think that might be a sign of a player that's just not compatible for a table I'm DMing for. No, player. I really disagree with that. Like, uh-huh. the, the, like the, again, in the Vorpal, the Vorpal meaning, like, a, a Vorpal example, rather, the, um, that was um, me misreading how he wanted to fight as his character. Uh, like, the, the, he wanted to lean into the power of spells, uh, while being the melee tank, I I misread the 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 gishness. I, on the slider of wizard to fighter, I slid. I wanted to slide him more towards fighter, and he was really wanting to drag it wizard. I'm not saying giving somebody a magic item that fundamentally misses their character, and if they don't choose, if they don't pick that item up, come hell or high waters is, is a sign. What I'm saying is. A player decide, player saying, uh, yeah, this item could be kind of interesting, but it has any downside at all. Or playing a, playing the game, and again, that, it's, I think that's just more of a style of how I run and how what I consider a good player for my table. But I think a player saying 5% chance of death, yeah, I'm going to play as safe as possible and not engage with this. I, 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 I think that might be... I, I, I think there was some obligation to at least try to engage with it or at least have a conversation engaging. I'm not saying, again, am I saying that merely because there's a magic item, it must be engaged with? No. Am I saying there probably should be a good faith discussion on engaging? Probably. That I can agree with. Like, um, I, how best do I want to say this? Grant, Grant, talk while I'm like figuring out what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, in principle, I can get behind it. And I don't disagree with that. And, like, it it definitely is a situation where, like, every DM has their own style. And ideally, you would find a group that kind of meshes well with that. And the obligation is equally... Well, no, and the players have, like, the same obligation to, like, kind of try to work with the DM. It's not just the DM working with the players. Um, But that's why I said earlier, like, I think you have to be careful about downsides for items. Because different people are going to have different ideas of what's interesting, fair, and engaging, even if the group does mesh well. And I feel like as interesting as it can be sometimes to give items like negative properties, your mileage is going to vary significantly. And it's going to be something you're going to have to like be careful about and think if you're willing to kind of risk like kind of trouble brewing as a result of trying to like implement that tool that is in your DM tool belt. It's something where then you get a read of the players saying, okay, they will not engage with an item with any negatives. Okay, cool. Then just don't give them powerful items if you're not interested in a power fantasy. Or have the conversation on tone. Have that conversation of, you know, guys, I'm not running a power fantasy RPG. I'm not going to give you any, like, if you do not want items with downsides, that's fine. Just don't expect items with pure upsides. And if everyone's cool with that, hey, we're cool. So the the case study that I bring to you today is I can't remember the name of the item. I think it's like I think it's called the high roller or something like that. In oh the gambler's blade no or something. No, it is um it is an axe. Uh, is or oh it's the battle tax or something like that. No, eh, it doesn't matter. Um, the name of the item doesn't matter. The it is in the. Uh, Trask, Task, Marion Thrask, which is a... You and your magic item kickstart. Oh, no, 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 it's... it's the fact that you have all of them memorized by it's name. It's not, it's, it's, I, this isn't a kickstarter, it was a 
collaboration where a bunch of people put out a bunch of different assets for a it was a go inside of a Tarask one shot adventure. Um, and the Griffin Saddlebag did an item for it. Yeah, there it is. Yes. Um, my favorite go-to. It's wonderful work, and uh, second Kickstarter just closed out. So, the way that the item works was, you when you rolled an attack, if it hit, you could roll a d20, and if it was 11 or higher, you crit the target that you hit. And if it was 10 or lower, you crit yourself. And I gave that to one of my players, and god damn it if he didn't fucking roll that attack every single time. Because he was a paladin, and god damn it would be cool to auto-crit, right? Do you know how many times he auto-crit? Not a single one. And it was funny and fucking hysterical. Yeah, because red's gonna come up next. Uh, exactly. It's, if, I just, if I just keep betting on red, statistically, yeah. I'll, it'll, it'll hit, right? Definitely. Statistics don't lie. It's... Eric lies. Grant lies. Statistics do not lie. I don't <laughs> lie. I tell the truth 100% of the time. The, but the thing is, if that's a real campaign, like a real full campaign and not just a side thing that we were doing in the middle of COVID, because we could do it online easily, would he do that in a real campaign? Probably not. But it is fun in a limited capacity in a... Where the stakes are lower is fun. Uh, if now, mind you, there is an amount of like a line that you can walk. Eric, I remember you giving me a magic item that allowed me to like summon a specter of death, but it needed to kill somebody in twenty four hours, or it, or it killed me. That sounds like me. <laughs> I, no, I didn't yeah, know where you was... were going with this. I'm like, what? I I give you an item. I don't remember. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah. It was yes, like I do know that yeah. one. Um. I do know that one. I don't, I don't remember the specifics, but it was along those lines. Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. And that, like, that was pretty cool, but, like, very against what my character was and, like, my vision of that character. <laughs> uh, but, like, it was one of those things of, like, I'm going to use this twice, and it's going to be really cool those two times that I use it. But am I going to, are you going to see this a lot? Probably not. So, again, that's, that, that's, that's, that's a, that's a weird, weird line to walk. I, I like that idea of, of items being used once or twice. Now it doesn't. Not every item needs to be the. I'm gonna. I am grafted to this blade, and I will swing it come hell or high water. I but I, it. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, but if if you're the DM, you have to be. You have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Depending on what sure. you craft and how like and what this item does and any downsides associated with it, you have to be okay with the player seeing it and be like, okay. I'll I'll save this for the last boss because until then nothing else is like important enough to deem the risk because if we die before then then like we lose so like so you'd have to be okay with it just being like kind of sidelined potentially for five six ten sessions before it's finally used or maybe only used once or twice in a game then the campaign dies due to players not showing up and items never used please players use your items use your items to create interesting stories when you actually play the game. And with that, we go to our patented final thoughts. All right, so I'm going to tell you to walk a fine line. I think it is dumb and bullshit for a player to build, air quotes, his character around magic items. That's shitty. Magic items should not be in PHP. They should, they're in the DMG for a goddamn reason. Don't think about, don't assume you're going to get a magic item. 
However, ask your players the direction that they want to take their character. Not, what magic item do you want? Do you want to go more towards... Where on that slider that I was talking about do you want to be? Ask them. They'll give you a good answer, and they'll be happier for it. Also, uh, don't be afraid to design items that solve campaign problems rather than player, like kind of gaps in ability. Um, If you try to design stuff specifically for characters, you might miss the mark sometimes. So don't be afraid to like make items that solve larger world problems and kind of current issues that the party is facing, because then you kind of guarantee their use and the fact that almost anyone in the party might be able to use it, which makes it easier to, like, kind of get items sorted out and dealt out to players, because they don't need to wait for something just for them. It's something any of them can use. My piece of advice is going to go with intelligent magic items. This is probably just good advice for NPCs in general, but I think with magic items, the point is a little more salient. Bolster their character traits. It should not, it should be to the extreme. The weapon is very timid. That timidness should be really pouring out because realistically, the amount that weapon is going to be or item is going to be interacting vocally with the party is probably more limited. So you really want their personality to connect right away. The, the sooner the better, early and often. That way, if the personality adjusts, the players can instantly pick up on that and there could be that really good rewarding moment on that uh more more talking magic items also gives uh you a way to have an in on the party essentially a quasi dmpc if you can kind of look at it that way where you're able to kind of guide things a little bit if that's what your players kind of need or or thrive off of but that's our topic today uh want to thank you all for listening uh really be a big help if you like subscribe or rate it give us a review uh, wherever you uh, happen to be listening to us. Uh, we really appreciate uh, every opportunity to have more ears uh, listen to our topics. And as always, we're very interested in hearing uh, suggested topics as well. But at the end of the day, thank you for listening. And don't be afraid to use magic items as a way to balance out your parties and make your weaker players stronger.